When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. motherfuckers and Adam's in detention so it's just Scott and I sitting down to talk about the probably the most divided movie we've ever had on this show and not just between us but between most audiences some people find the movie detention to be a very uh insightful film that really looks at and examines all the different uh tropes and such in horror movies and other people think that it's just an obnoxious mess of pop culture and catchphrases so let's talk about it tonight on Horror Movie Night. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so um, let me give the listener a little bit of... Uh, by the way, this movie's called Detention, and I don't know if you said that, but you said that Adam was in detention, which is actually the worst fate I could imagine for him is being in this fucking movie. Um, so, <laughs> so like, I watched this movie literally two months ago for this podcast, I am still angry that you made me do this. Like, I, I, I feel like of all the listener picks that we were doing this month, this one is the one that you pushed hardest for because I was like, because you were a hard yes. And I was like, Matt, I, I feel like you've talked about this one before. And I watched like the first five minutes and didn't like it. And you were like, well, dude, it's kind of like a John Hughes movie, but a slasher. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. It can't be that bad. It was so bad. So here's the thing. Um, you said something that is very important, which uh, I think is important to also stress, is uh, if you watch this movie and you don't like it within the first five minutes, you're not going to like the rest of the movie. But if, you, if you're if you kind of into it, then like you're, you're in for a good ride. And uh, we'll post the first five minutes on the page. The first uh, five minutes might be the best part of the movie, though, because it, 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 like, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. The, that's the hardest thing about this movie is that the first five minutes right before well i mean there's no spoiler to be spoiled like we're gonna post it but like the 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 kind of bitchy teen queen character gets murdered she she does this whole like super on the nose this is how to be cool 
in high school thing um and then she gets murdered and that's the only coherent part of the movie first of all and second of all nothing is funny like not even that part is funny this movie is towing the line so hard of being um not another teen movie meets god i don't even know but it's just like i okay i know your sense of humor and i understand why you might think this movie is funny once like you matt kelly but it's really really hard to swallow i'm wait maybe it's i'm way too old for it but you're not that much older than me i mean i'm not that much older than you i just think that this movie is so cringy this is like the worst big budget movie we've ever discussed on this podcast (laughs) i mean like i'm not saying it's hard to watch i'm saying that it's impossible not to feel bad for the people that had to read these lines because it's awful like it's just i ah. This movie just makes me so mad. <laughs> uh, so this was, as we are in the listener submitted week, this was from Andrew G. And he said, I'd like to suggest Detention from 2011. It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. I thought I was getting in for a slasher movie. And then I finished the movie utterly confused and had to instantly rewatch it again to try to figure out if I liked it or not. I've made Ooh. so many of my friends watch this film. And every time I do, I feel like I understand the film a little bit more but I don't really know if it's a good or bad movie, but it's certainly a fun watch. That is exactly how I feel about the movie as well, Andrew. So I am 110% on your side. I've probably watched this movie about four or five times. Um, It was recommended to me by a friend who was like, Hey, I think that this is kind of up your alley. And I think you'd kind of like how weird the whole perspective of the film is. So I checked it out. It was on instant watch for a while. So I watched on instant watch and I liked it enough to buy it on DVD and I was taking it around and kind of showing it to random friends that I knew that liked, you know, horror films and liked kind of bizarre humor. And definitely if they liked teen flicks and it's been a very, like some people were like, that movie was ridiculous and I love it. And I want to watch it again. And other people were like, I hate you so much for making me watch this movie. So, Guess which camp I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I, the only thing that sucks about Adam being in detention is I'd love to find out which side he fell on because there's one part of me that's like, man, Adam hates everything. But also, like, I know the type, the type of trash TV that Adam watches where it's no. like, I don't no. know, this might have been, been up his alley. No, I promise you that he would have hated this movie more than me. He would have been like on a rampage about having to watch it. Um, so, it, because, because it's trying so hard to be funny and hip and like quirky. And you, you remember that stupid copy pasta about like uh, the Penguin of Doom? That's this fucking movie. It is see, awful. This movie sucks so hard. Anybody listening that hasn't watched it, don't watch it. Don't let Matt. Watch it. Watch it. it. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so terrible. I I feel like, because the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, there's just like, like, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of the, the cringy trying to be hip stuff actually makes more sense when you figure out that the girl who's trying the hardest to be hip is actually like a 40-year-old woman inside of a, <laughs> a young girl's body. Like, it's like suddenly you're like, okay. Like, when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, my God. It makes so much more sense why that character is so obnoxiously in your face with how cool it is because it's every obnoxious cool parent like I'm cool I can hang with you kids 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I, I give the writers and you credit where credit's due in that sense. But the dude that, uh, PETA, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but PETA from Hunger Games, um, all of his lines are shit. And like, so I've never seen Hunger Games. Is that the, the main guy, Clapton? Or, yeah, yeah, it's okay. the guy that's like the football or the he's like a you know the hunk quote unquote and he um you know he like skateboards around or whatever oh yeah oh, yeah okay God, clapton sucks <laughs> god damn it i'm just like it's been two months and i'm remembering all the dumb shit that happens in this movie there's, uh, the, there's the tale of the one football player who's also part fly for no okay. explainable reason <laughs> so so here's the the worst part about this movie i think is that that storyline is fucking sweet <laughs> and it goes nowhere no TV sense. hand TV hand <laughs> see that part is good this movie is trying so hard to be as off the wall as possible and it succeeds there but the, 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 the storyline goes nowhere and so they wasted $10,000 at the minimum <laughs> just on effects alone for that guy I don't think this movie is nearly as expensive as you think it is well I mean I think that you have an unreal expectation of how cheap movies are to make because first of all, Clapton, uh, I think this was either right before or right after hunger games when he did this movie. I want to say it's right after the first one. So he wasn't getting like, you know, a list shit. I don't know if he still is or if he ever did, but you know, like hunger games is a big movie. Um, it was a $10 million budget. Okay. So if this was $10 million, Let's just say fucking ten thousand dollars went to the 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 uh was he a fly he was a bee or what was he? Yeah, he's like a fly man. <laughs> it was a fly man, like and he like threw up on his on his uh on the girl's mascot outfit. And and the main girl is one of those like I don't know I, this is gonna sound so shitty, but she's that kind of girl or the character is that kind of girl that you are like, I know they're trying to make her hot and quirky and like a manic pixie dream girl, but she's really just annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know. Like nobody in this movie is likable. Nobody does anything that makes any sense. I mean, and okay, maybe the 40 year old woman and her daughter's body, which is really, really stupid trope. <laughs> yeah, no, the way that they even explain it is like just aliens came and did it. Like, which is such yeah. a write off. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like they, it's this movie is the epitome of lazy writing and a gigantic uh, amount of money just piled on to nothing. It's basically like people lit money on fire. And and well, here's here's the thing. So here, the guy who wrote and directed this because I wanted to look this up. I feel like I remembered him having some type of weird career. Um, he's been a music video director since 1999. Uh, he's actually one of the highest paid music video directors. So I'm sure a lot of the budget actually came from himself <laughs> as like a passion piece. That's not he, even, that's not an excuse. That's, it, that's worse. No, no, no. But he did like, he's done a bunch of Eminem videos, Britney Spears. He, I think he did one of the most, yeah. Uh, he did a Janet Jackson video that is considered among one of the most expensive music videos of all time, costing over 2.5 million. And then he did one movie before this, which is ridiculous. He did the movie, uh, Turk, uh, which was the the racing film starring Adam Scott and Ice Cube from like 2004. He didn't do anything else until this movie. And then he did, 
I'm not sure if you remember when this was like fairly popular online. Power Rangers, but it was the really dark, like short film co-written by James Vanderbeek that what? was supposed to be like a dark version of the Power Rangers. It's like a 14 minute short that came out like a year or two ago. And it like they actually had to have it pulled because they were already working on the the new Power Rangers movie that just came out and they sent them like a cease and desist. But it was supposed to be like a very dark, violent, gory Power Rangers was like their their pitch for it. Um, and that's the last thing that he's done was that short. But like, yeah, I uh, but how did, well, I guess the thing that kind of makes me scratch my head more is how is James Vanderbeek connected to Power Rangers? Uh, probably not at all. He's probably I think James Vanderbeek is more of a Va- James Vander geek than we give him credit for. And he like, is into that shit. But like there are cool things to be a geek about and there then there's Power Rangers. So okay, now admittedly, I haven't watched Power Rangers in a very long time. Oh, neither have I, but even when I was like nine watching Power Rangers on TV before going to school, I knew that it wasn't cool. So uh, there's part of me that has considered rewatching it recently and not for any I don't think I'm going to love it, right? But like part of me was like <laughs> I but you're rem- a masochist. I'm a masochist. Well, no, it was two things that I wanted to see. I wanted to rewatch it to find out if, A, the monster designs were as cool as I remembered them being as a kid. Because it was very like, you know, it's kaiju. And I kind of dig kaiju yeah, movies. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. that might actually hold up. And I wanted to see, like, in my in my memories, there's the scenes where they're at school are, like, very intentionally cheesy. But I'm not sure if that's true or not. And I wanted oh, to rewatch are. it. Cause it's like bulk and skull, like the bullies and shit like that. Like I, I want to like kind of re-examine those, but I realized that <laughs> the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was only three seasons. There was like a ton of spinoffs, but those three seasons are like 160 episodes. And I Holy don't know. Shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like, uh, Matt, I, I feel like you're giving, you're not giving yourself enough credit. <laughs> uh, all the garbage that you've watched for no reason. I'm not going to lie. I did look on Amazon and the complete series was like a $40 purchase. And I was like, maybe. You're going to spend $50 on the new Steelbox uh, Suspiria and you can't spend $40 on 150 episodes of Power Rangers. I am not, I'm, I'm not buying the Steelbox Suspiria. I have okay. my one DVD and that that is more than enough. It gets yeah. watched every five years. That's about the amount of time I need with Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> but we're bad people for not liking Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. um, so wait, wait. Before we go on with uh, with uh, actually talking about the movie that we've spent the last fifteen minutes making fun of, um, I want to say one more thing about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. So back when I was still doing metal bands, and I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not on the podcast, but there, the like in the last year, I was in my metal band. There was a band from Cleveland called Bulk and Skull, and they were the closest thing to like uh, metal brethren that I ever felt in the decade that I was in metal bands because <laughs> because they both did, we both were doing falsettos and uh, like brutal death metal vocals at the same time and stuff like that, and they were really shreddy and they're just fucking awesome. And uh, I I remember being like, why is that name so familiar? And and I have to like Google what Bulk and Skull was, but yeah, there was a thr- death thrash band from Cleveland that was just killer they only did two eps but they were called bulk and skull um yeah they're 
I'm still friends with the dudes that were in it and stuff. And they were like, they, they didn't like the band name. I'm like, this is the best part yeah, of the band. I was going to say, I feel like with that name, you almost have to like start every song with audio clips from Power Rangers, <laughs> like, or at least from Bulk and Skull fighting. Um, that would be amazing. But you know, okay. So this, this goes back to the reason I wanted to bring this up. You were like, oh, I feel like the, the school scenes were super campy and stuff. If my memory serves, and it has been like, yeah, it's been like two decades. It's it's been almost twenty years. I bet since I well, no, it has been. It's been probably twenty five years. Yeah, it's been for since I've watched. Yeah, and if memory serves, and it probably doesn't, uh, you know when bumbling cop duos show up on on TV shows and movies, and you're supposed to know that they're bumbling cops. It's like. Bing! I'm pretty sure Bulk and Skull have that in the background. So this is um, this is my sister's favorite story about me. Uh, So I did I I did third grade twice. Um, I changed schools and I repeated third grade, but I never failed third grade. And when I asked my parents about it, they were like, "Oh, you know, you were born in October, and the old school that you were at, the the cutoff was like." august uh december but this school the cutoff is august so like they had to have you repeat third grade and i was just like all right i guess that that story checks out so years later uh my uncle is making fun of my sister for dating a kid who repeated third grade and she was like awkward so is matt and i i like very excitedly i'm like yeah but i only repeated it because of blah 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 and my mom's like that's not the reason you repeated third grade and i was like what and she's like, you repeated third grade because you wanted to be a Power Ranger. What? And I was like, what? And my dad goes, that wasn't the reason. He wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. And like my sister lost her shit. Basically, because I was so much younger than all the other kids, they were all into Power Rangers. And I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So no one wanted to hang out with me because I was like a little kid who didn't like the stuff that they liked. So when I changed schools, the principal was like, you know, like maybe if we just repeat third grade, he'll like have better social skills and like meet people his own age and all that stuff. And uh, it didn't work. Side note. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I didn't think I was going to belly laugh at one of the most (laughs) stories you ever told on the show, but I just did. Yeah, no, it's I've gotten past it. It's it's depressingly hilarious now. But. Oh my god, Matt! <laughs> Maybe keep that shit to yourself on the podcast because people come here to laugh, not cry. So Jesus, I should remove man. that from all of my online dating <laughs> sites. That's, that's the about me. No, no, no the about me needs to be you. The, like a sound clip of you telling this story on the podcast and then me laughing and then be like, listen to my podcast. I'm semi-famous. <laughs> All right. So I do actually have some notes about this movie. I have um, a fuck ton of notes about this movie. I've just been trying to avoid talking about it. Okay. So I did write down opening scene. I feel like we covered that pretty well already. I don't have a, I have a couple quotes in here. Um, the, the three quotes that I want to want to make sure that I note, because I think that, I thought that they were pretty funny is first when they're watching the cinder Cinderella movie in theaters and the girls, he's making her cut through her own chest. And she says, I've been doing Pilates all day and now my stomach's too tight to cut through. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that joke is all right. Um, And then the other quotes I have is during the big 
fight at the end when she's accusing him of just being a parody of other horror films and he yells it's called post irony and then <laughs> follows it with it breaks my heart to see a bra size wasted on someone like you <laughs> <laughs> um all right so so <clears throat> let me just steamroll this shit Go so first of all number well i don't even know what what number egregious sin this movie is making at this point but when dane cook shows up i'm like fuck this movie uh because i hate dane cook and he's not funny and he's not an actor although he thinks he's an actor um he's just worthless in this movie he's as worthless well he's as worthless as everybody else in this movie but the jokes uh are are so manic they last about two seconds and they're like you know they they just burn through about like 10 jokes in one minute and or like you know lines that are supposed to they don't leave any space for anybody to breathe, much less laugh. And it's it's that also really gives it this weird psychotic feeling. You're watching this movie and you're like, I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, and, and that just kind of pervades this entire experience of watching it. I mean, maybe teenagers eat this shit up. I don't know. But I am not a teenager. I am a I am. It's hard Almost to say because I don't think know? anyone even knows this movie exists. So I don't even think teenagers have seen this way. movie. No, it was on Netflix. Uh, I, I think that's how I watched it when it was still streaming. I watched it on Netflix, Netflix or Shutter. I can't remember. But, man, it's terrible. Um, so then the, then they have um, – and there's so much like wink, wink, nudge, nudge in the jokes. It's supposed to be like, yeah, so this is post-meta or post-irony or whatever. And it, it just does not work for me. Um, I'm sure that there is a subsection of people in America that would like this type of humor, but it's definitely not me. So then we have Kmart Jerry Cruz or uh, Terry Cruz, sorry, Kmart Terry Cruz. I don't remember why I wrote that down. And then oh, we the, have the the uh, the football coach, football coach. Okay, um, who is uh, just like the the Kmart um, Terry Cruz in Shocker that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it's just like. But this movie is trying to hit every John Hughes riff that they can, which is weird because I feel like if this is aiming at teenagers now, or like let's say the the fourteen to nineteen year old crowd, I guess is what I feel like this is tr- they were trying to do. But this movie came out in two thousand fourteen or something. What was it? Uh, two thousand eleven. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, in any case, I feel like they were trying to hit the high school crowd with this. It's very much like a John Hughes movie with gore. Um, I can't imagine that 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 demographic has seen all of the movies that they're trying to reference. But it's just so manic. It's like, you have to be my age to get all the references, but the jokes don't hit for people my age because I don't think those things are funny anymore. So... I don't know. In any case, then we have Kmart Biff Tannen show up. I don't I, actually. I don't remember who that character was supposed yeah, to be. I don't, I don't remember who you're referring to with that one. But yeah, but Sander, who is uh, spoiler alert, Dane Cook's younger self, right? Yeah. Ugh, God, this movie's so dumb. With like, even if you're gonna do time travel, <clears throat> I guess you need to either be super ridiculous or super logical with it. And they went the super ridiculous route, but they don't even have any internal logic. So it doesn't make any sense that there could be Dane Cook and Sanders in the same school at the same time because it would be a, a paradox. So anyway, uh, Sanders is basically Ducky from Pretty in Pink. And he is actually more annoying than Ducky ever was in Pretty oh, in wait, Pink. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, sorry, lot. sorry. He is not. So what his – did you uh... – 
I'm going to ask a question. Um, did you did you Scott Scott Rogers this movie at all? No, I actually had to watch this at regular speed. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> alone. Uh, I'm pretty sure what actually happens is that Sanders goes back in time and tries to convince young uh, Dane Cook to blow up the school. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it's not because I would, didn't watch this thoroughly. It's because the the storyline is so shit that it's just it couldn't stick <laughs> in my brain. Um, okay, so yeah, but Sanders, Sander is, and fucking that's the dumbest name. Like everybody in this movie has stupid fucking names. Um, but then there's this Canadian exchange student, and I know that it's supposed to be funny because yeah, there was an exchange student in um, Sixteen Candles, but he was Japanese. Asian, you know, that's what I, Asian. I mean, I don't know where he was supposed to be from, but yeah. like, and then there's also one in Better Off Dead, and so they're trying to hit those references. But people haven't seen those movies if they're the the demographic of this movie. But okay, it's funny because he's Canadian and it's not really that far away, but he's so different. And then they go on this whole vegetarians are tards subreddit or subplot, and it makes no sense. And then also the main girl is like a vegetarian, but then weird shit starts happening and she decides and she gets drunk and then eats a burger and then throws up. And it's like, maybe it's because of my dietary choices, but I feel like if you're going to come at vegetarianism in one form or another, be fucking creative about it. This is not even, this is like the lowest low hanging fruit jokes you could possibly imagine for this shit. I mean, that's the whole movie pretty much, but I just was like really annoyed. And then there's like a text conversation that I think it's with Cinderella. Is that, am I remembering that correct? Yes. That it's on the screen or something like that. It's just really, and then there's Pratt falls, like they're in the cafeteria or something. And the main character falls on herself or somebody falls. And then she's in, she has to be a mascot and there's more Pratt falls and it's really slapsticky. And you know, that shit annoys me so much. And there's something that really bugs the shit out of me is it's like, perpetual twilight it's not twilight but like sundown the sun is always streaming in every window and it's supposed to i mean they're eating lunch and it looks like it's 7 p.m in august it makes no sense it, it just that and there's wasted cgi and um they said scream was a bad movie which actually made me almost want to turn this movie off but i was like you know what i'm gonna get some good notes ripping into this so let's just continue on so i mean how can you say Scream is a bad movie when this movie would not exist if not for the meta commentary on horror movies that was repopularized by Scream? Like, it's just, you can't bite the hand that feeds you like that. It's just, this movie really bugs the shit out of me. But then um, they say something about nuking the fridge, which really dates this movie because that's a Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull or whatever yeah. movie. Um, which I still don't I don't admit that it exists because I'm never going to watch it. And it's just a, it's a it's an Internet joke. It doesn't really exist. and You can't tell me otherwise. But <laughs> it really dates this movie because nobody thinks about that anymore. Nobody cares. It was a bad movie that that was a mistake to make. And I don't know. I mean, it, actually, of all the shitty jokes that they make in this movie, I think that that's the most egregious because it's just so trying to be hip. That because they like they go into the 80s for most of their jokes, but this one was just a couple years before they probably started writing the, the script, and it's just 
but then they have title cards all over the place in the second half of the movie. Maybe I'm not even at the second half of the movie, and I just I, I think that by the time <clears throat> by the time we get to the actual uh, time travel, I, I think that my notes petered off because there's no way to actually criticize it because it's so ludicrously bad, and 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 they just are really throwing shit at the wall. Like they they get to detention, actually get to detention. And you're like, okay, are they finally going to explain why this movie is called Detention? And they don't. They have this guy who has been in detention for fucking three decades but hasn't aged. And there's no explanation why. And he's been working on an equation that somehow fixes shit. And they have to get in the bear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the bear looks like it's like the Iron Man heads-up display. And then they they go back in time, and then something gets blown up, and there's like a time wave, and then, man, just no, just no. This movie, actually, I don't even. I'm not gonna go through any more of my notes because this movie just really upsets me at a visceral, like, religious level. (laughs) (laughs) I like I'm looking at how much time I just spent trying to be cohesive about my hatred of this film. Like, okay, this isn't. If if we listen back to how upset I was and fired up when we talked terror tunes, this isn't that. This I'm like tired. This movie <laughs> just saps the will to live from my body, and and I actually am am contemplating like quitting the podcast because it's so bad. I mean, not really, but it's it's that bad. I was like, don't scare me like that. That's the scariest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. That's the scariest thing that'll happen when you watch Detention too. <laughs> Um, you, I mean, you've covered pretty much all of my notes except for two others. Uh, the decapitation of the drunk girl towards the end of the movie is pretty dope. And, uh, even though it's like super CGI and I love that out of nowhere, it just reveals that the, the Canadian is actually an alien coming, uh, a vegetable alien coming to take down the vegetarians for eating his people. Um, Oh, that's why that subplot's in there. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I I didn't write notes on it, but it's because... (laughs) Literally, ten things happen a minute in the end of this movie, and you're just you can't even parse it. Yeah, no, this movie moves way too fast for its own good. But I feel like that was their intention in the first place. Was like we're just going to be manic and crazy. Like I said, well, if, if he was a music video director, it makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Um, but like I said, I I'm kind of with Andrew here on like I've watched it a ton of times, and I still don't know if I like or dislike the movie. But I. I'm, it's one of those movies that I'm constantly thinking about and being like, what was that? Like it, and I, I'm I, so sorry, man. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those, <laughs> I feel like that was his intention though, was to make a movie where you're just like, what the fuck did I watch? Um, that's, that's, that's the tension. <laughs> yeah. N- neither of us are happy that we talked about that for 29 minutes. Hi, I'm Robert Bacon. And my friend Marie Maloney and I started a podcast called Adam Sandler, Please Stop. The entire thing is just trying to get you to cry, and I didn't cry until the end when we were talking about the youngest (laughs) daughters. Sometimes we have a blast. I think, also, I think it's Billy Zane. It's 100% Billy Zane. (laughs) Most of the time, it's awful. Chris Rock just got murdered. Not stabbed murdered, like real prison murdered. He He got got bombed. It is a complete retrospective of Adam Sandler films past present and unfortunately future a pineapple flying out of a car <laughs> with dramatic music played over it explain to me how that's not comedy Murray. 
So if you used to be a huge Adam Sandler fan like us, but not so much anymore, then this podcast is for you. We're free and on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and on our website, adamsandlerpleasestop.com. So what did oh, well. you watch this week? <laughs> All right, I, I have a great little banger that I want to talk about, not because it's good, but because it fills me with a similar um, melee as <laughs> actually as uh, detention, but it's not as bad. Uh, so Megan was cruising around on Hulu because Hulu's the like my the, the forgotten streaming service in our house. Really, if it's if we're not watching um, Agents of Shield on Hulu, I forget that it even has movies. So uh, we were searching for something to watch, and she or or she was searching for something to watch, and she said. She showed me that this this TV show that she had found. She said, "I think you're really gonna like this. It's called Stand Against Evil. I think you will like it. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, you love Scrubs, right? Yes. Okay, it's the doctor from Scrubs. Um, the like the Doctor Cox. I, yeah, I think so. I think that's his name. I didn't really watch Scrubs. John C. McGinley or whatever his name is. He's like a redhead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's he's basically going gray now, but yeah. um. Yeah, it's 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 him doing his best Ash Williams impression. It's basically like IFC, I think is is the company that made it. Um and it was their answer to Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show, okay. and it's <clears throat> so he was the sheriff for 20 years or something like that in this town, this small town and Every sheriff before him um, died a horrible death. And so it's like this town is cursed, right? But he was the only one since the 1700s or something like that that uh, came out okay. survived. And, and it's, the show starts with his wife dying. And then he gets fired or steps down or something like that. And they get a new sheriff. And then all these like witches and demons and monsters start coming every episode it's like it's a monster of the week every episode which is cool because you know how flippant they are about the monsters of the week in todd versus or todd in the book of pure evil yeah it's like that but it just doesn't hit it's like scrubs jokes in todd in the todd in the book of pure evil where they're trying to be like ash versus evil dead and um i mean it's pretty gory and I was entertained for the first three or four episodes, but then it really falls into a routine and it's all the same jokes. And I mean, just for me, I wasn't really a scrubs guy. So I didn't, I don't think I have the stamina to finish it. And I think that they're doing a second season right now. I don't know. Um, but it's kind of one of those, I'll watch it before bed if I need to kind of like chill and make my brain turn off. You know, it's like basically trash TV for a horror lover. All right. It's not. It's not bad. I'm just so ambivalent about it. Um, I think that there might be some people that would like it a lot more, like you, because I think that it might be the same writers as Scrubs, because it just felt very Scrubs to me from what I know of the show. Um, and and the delivery is fun, but it's just very repetitive. So I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like if you binged it, it would be hard to binge, because I watched like three episodes in two days and then i was like okay i'm good for three oh, days oh okay it was uh it's actually from dana gold who was um 
He wrote. He was like the head writer for The Simpsons for a huge chunk of The Simpsons. That, I guess that would make sense. I mean, yeah. maybe Adam would like it. I, I feel like Adam, well, I wouldn't well, suggest Scrubs, it to Adam. Scrubs was basically. They always said that Scrubs' goal was to be like a live action Simpsons in a weird way. Um, he also played Squeegee Man in uh, Mystery Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's a reference I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, but he's, I mean, this is how involved he is in podcasting. Uh, if you go on his Wikipedia page, there's discography, filmography, and podcast appearances, because he's made so many throughout like the history of podcasting. <laughs> wow. The, uh, the, the guy that writes or the main guy? The guy who writes... Um, Stand against evil. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, let me say one more time. I don't think it's bad. Yeah. You just don't, it's not for you. It's, 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 it is for me. Like I'm the target demographic um, and it's entertaining, but I don't think that it, it's very, very fluff. Yeah. So watch it when you want to turn your brain off. See, you know, I, if there's... I'll give it a shot. It's weird because Scrubs is like tied with Daria for my all-time favorite show, which is... I thought that you really loved Scrubs. Yes, but for me, the big thing I liked about Scrubs was its ability to juggle being a really wacky comedy series while also having a lot of dramatic moments and a lot of things to say about the life of being a doctor. Like, I appreciate it that... Because my mom worked, worked at a hospital for about 30 years. And she loved Scrubs because she said it was the only show that actually showed what it really was like to work at a hospital. She's like, every other show, it's like every week there's this important patient that everybody cares about and it's a live or die situation. She's like, and Scrubs like showed that, no, when you're a doctor and you're surrounded by death, you get a really dark sense of humor and you do anything that you can to like distract yourself by how terrible things are around you with trying to make each other laugh. And she was like that. She appreciated it a lot for that purpose. So that kind of drew me even more into it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give, I'll definitely give it a shot. It says it's only eight episodes, so I can do that in a, in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think actually I made it to episode six. I think I might've fallen asleep to episode six last night. Um, but it's, I think that if you binge on it, you might have a less fun time than if you treat it like a monster of the week yeah like watch two episodes take a couple days off watch two episodes if you need to unwind but definitely it's not like a netflix show it's not stranger things where you need to know what happens next week because next week is more of the same and that's okay yeah totally but it becomes redundant if you watch it all at once that's just that's my that's only my take on it you may be able to burn through it and enjoy it way differently all right cool um, so I watched, have you ever heard of a movie from 1991 called Body Parts? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I that's watched. anthology, right? No, no, that's Body Bags. Body Parts. 1991's Body Parts starring Jeff Fahey. Um, oh no, that was like your first mistake. Fucking like Jeff Fahey. It's about, parts it, listen to this, dude. Strap yourself in because <laughs> this movie's not good. But. Oh, I. Oh, but I remember that VHS cover so well. So so let me tell you. Don't read what it's about. Let me tell you what it's about because I want to hear your natural reactions. Um, this is one of those movies where I'm like, okay, I need to rewatch it and decide if this is worth an episode of Horror Movie Night or not. But 
It's terrible. I'm, I'm taking it that it's not, or else you wouldn't be bringing it up right now. Well, so it's not. It's not a good. It's definitely not a good movie, but it's got that like super dumb late eighties, early nineties cheese that I can't resist. So the concept <laughs> is Jeff Fahey is a writer, uh, specifically like a true crime writer, and he gets of in a car. Everybody was a true crime writer yeah. in 1990. Yeah. He gets into a car accident and he loses his arm, and. This doctor says, you know, we've got this really experimental new surgery that we can try on you to give you someone else's arm. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, all right. So he's laying on in the hospital bed and he's seeing them bring in a corpse. And there's like a bunch of armed soldiers standing around this corpse as they like rip off the arms, the legs and the head and they throw them into different areas. And he wakes up and his arm is perfectly fine. Right. But then he keeps having nightmares in which he's strangling random people. And he does some research and finds out that the arm is the arm of a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he should have known this going into it. So he decides to track down the people who got the other body parts, the other arm and the legs. And they're like, yeah, no, like, it's great. I can walk again. Or like this, that, and the other thing. And they're like, yeah, you know, like I had these weird visions of murdering people, but like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, well, this is weird. But then those people get murdered, and their legs and arm are taken from them. And Jeff Fahey's like, something's up. I think I'm next. And all of a sudden, the serial killer's head's been attached to a new body, and he's trying to steal back all of his original body parts. What? What? (laughs) What? It's so What the fuck? <laughs> it's like I'm watching. I'm like, this can't be real. Like, you're like this is this is a movie that someone's watching in a comedy film about how dumb horror movies are. No one actually paid money to make this, right? Like, it's it is incredible how dumb. Like, when it gets that point, I just was laying in bed and I literally screamed, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, it's like, God damn, that's stupid. <laughs> Uh, so that was the tension from 2011 as picked by adam uh, andrew g andrew g uh as always you can send us recommendations at hmnpodcast at gmail.com or people have been submitting them via our website there's a there's a contact us part there ironically we just got an email from someone requesting that we talk about the granny so yeah (laughs) so uh let me get his name and let him know that uh you're welcome uh actually i'll I'll read what he wrote because it it seems fair enough if he had sent it literally a week earlier uh, it was Mike M. He said, hello, first time caller, long time listener. Love the show. Even the ones where the movie's so bad, you guys collectively have a stroke are still great episodes. Uh, I've no, I know I've heard this film come up in conversation on the podcast before, but can you please re- review the VHS era gem, The Granny? Uh, please and thank you. Keep up the great work, Mike. So, Mike, you're welcome. We covered it. So... Uh, as always, you can continue to send us recommendations. Our next listener recommendation month will be in January. So let's get those in. Uh, we've got a really extensive list right now. I'm not sure if you've checked the page, Scott, but we got I, I've we got some couple... cho- Yeah, we got some choices to make. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is is that it's kind of like choosing one plate of shit or another. Yeah. Some of them just are spicier. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh 
You can also rate and review us on iTunes and all of that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to us there and check out our Patreon account and all that other good jazz. But we are going 40 minutes, which, you know, we try not to do anything longer than 30 minutes. So we should wrap this up now. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with the last movie of Listener Appreciation Month. And here's a little hint. It's a movie that Scott has wished that we never would talk about. But so many of you emailed in droves about this that it felt like the only appropriate one to uh wrap up the month of september with i have to tell you i have to tell everybody that i made a bargain with you guys that if we did another movie that i didn't want to watch that we wouldn't have to do this movie and you fuckers lied hey the listeners spoke we i deleted it from my pick list (laughs) that makes me feel any better You're listening to the Geekscape Network.